listening to theoutdoorstation.co.uk. Hi and welcome to the Podzine, dated Monday the 13th of November 2007. Yes, welcome to the Podzine, the weekly audio magazine show for outdoors lovers everywhere. And uh, from a bit of research, it would appear that I am unique. Yes, my mother always told me I was unique. Um, special, I think, was the word she used. But um, yes, I'm the only person, I believe, doing a weekly um, outdoors uh, podcast show uh, anywhere in the world. And it's rather bizarre sitting here in my lonely little room, surrounded by uh, bits of equipment and loads of paper, to consider that that's the case. So if you're one of my listeners, thank you very much for joining me. If you're one of the retailer listeners, I'm sorry, you're probably listening to this several times a day, but uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you found us for the first time, well, I do hope you enjoy the show. And um, do, by all means, give me some feedback, especially if there's dates and things that people are organising events and so on. And um, all the addresses are the same which is info at theoutdoorstation.co.uk. And I'd love to hear from you. So what have we got on this week's show? Well, um, we actually have a couple of really interesting interviews. We've got a chat with uh, Bridget Kendrick from Ordnance Survey, who is the web marketing manager. Mm, they've all gone very digital over there, you know, and um, there's quite an interesting few developments going on there. And then that lovely chap, Nick Smith from Outkit, joins us. And uh, he explains all about their new innovation competition, Colab, uh, which is um, running now, and uh, he gives all the details on that, so we'll, we'll have a chat with him. Um, we have, if we have time, we'll have a quick look at the December Trail magazine and the camping magazine issues uh, and see uh, what December magazines can offer us if we're browsing in the newsagents. Of course, we've got the five winners to announce from last week's competition uh, to win hides distributed by Buff, and of course those results will come out on our gas-powered computer machine, uh, powered by Sound Effects Records. And there is a new competition um, with a prize beautifully and thankfully and gratefully donated by um, Alkit, those lovely chaps at Alkit, and they've donated a sleeping bag worth £105, and that is the fabulous Pipe Dream 400. Uh, so stay tuned, there's more on that a bit later on. So uh, let's get into the show then. Well, first of all, when was the last time you went to the Ordnance Survey website and had a look what's going on? I have to admit, um, I haven't been for a long time. In fact, thinking about it, I don't think I've ever been until just before this interview. Now, we all know Ordnance Survey and love Ordnance Survey because of maps. We all love maps and we're all into maps. Um, but there's a whole range of new things going on on the digital front, which um, uh, Bridget Kendrick uh, the web marketing manager at OS explains to us, and one thing in particular is a new portal called Explore, where you can view and add your own route maps. So, Bridget picks the story up. Well, the Explore premise came actually out of customer research. We undertook customer research about two years ago, which said that Ordnance Survey is the, the first place that people would go to when they're looking at outdoor exploration, to purchase maps, to look for maps, but they were they, they thought that there was a gap that there should be an area to look for routes, particularly a first pass of I'm going away for the weekend, where shall I go, what can I do, is there a map? 
so we took that, that research and we came up with some ideas which we then got customer feedback on and feedback from some of our partners to look at offering a full rounded service so that the site could become an online hub for outdoor exploration by which people could find out at the first stop what they needed to know about what they wanted to do and then either go and purchase an app or go and visit our partner sites to find out more information. Well, there's certainly quite a few forum sites now and, and general walking sites, and they all seem to have their own version of routes and trails and, and so on. Um, what I did find attractive about this was the fact that you could actually just type the name in of where you're going to, and it gave you a, a gathering of, of walks that people had uh, obviously user-generated con- user content that they'd put up before, which was quite interesting. I think for the purpose of this podcast, it might be worthwhile just mentioning the uh, website, if you would, so people could actually look at the website where the, while they listen to this. The web address is ordnancesurvey.co.uk. And obviously the explore section comes up quite clearly there. Absolutely. It's on the top navigational header. So, well, I, I was looking around uh, my area, which is in the Mulvans here, which is uh, obviously in the heart of England, and it was, it was fascinating to see what, what sort of range of um, routes people had put in, uh, because some people were doing walks, they'd done with the dogs, as it were. Uh, other people had been doing running routes, and um, others had, had done sort of more long tourist uh, walks in the Cotswolds, which I think uh, is, it gives it a, a real range of, of content. Yeah, that was part of the idea, Bob. We wanted to make sure that um, the whole of the general public could find something on the site at a a first-touch glance. One of the things we're particularly proud of is the use of wheelchair routes and pram routes, making sure that the outdoors is accessible to everybody. And the feedback we've had on that has been excellent. What we wanted to achieve is a space that people could come on, find somewhere to go, and then look in a bit more detail via ourselves and our partner sites for the information on how to do it, purchase the map, um, go and buy route cards from partners and various things like that. But uh, the, full range, the full range of routes has actually been really well used in, since launch, so we're delighted. Uh, and, and when has launch been? Because this seems to have passed me by. Here we are now in, uh, what, November, and uh, I was only, only became aware of this a week or so ago. Well, we are... Press office sent out um, press releases to a wide range of selected media, but as a beta site, we wanted to make sure that it was a soft launch because if there are any issues or any improvements that we wanted to make, we wanted to to do those incrementally with with feedback rather than go out with a site that could topple down in one go. So it has been a very, very slow release approach, uh, which um, suits a beta site that it is. Right, so I see that, it, um, it, as you say, it's a beta site. Um, how long do you, do you reckon it will be fully functional? Because I see there's, there's one particular thing on there which I would have found quite useful, but I understand is coming soon, in that if I, if I see a, a route or a series of routes that I quite like, there isn't sort of a, a one-stop button I can know to go to and press to, to purchase that map. Yeah. We are looking to do that following customer um, feedback, feedback from you, Bob is just, you know, underpin that uh, in the next three months. The site is a beta at the moment. It will probably remain a beta until March 2008, and um, we will probably try to link the full launch into the outdoor show. But it depends on what else our customers tell us that they want, uh, our customers and our partners tell us what they want to happen to it in the meantime. So um, so how many um, contributors do you feel you have at the moment? Have you got any figures? We've um, so far got 5,000 registered users. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it, we're, we're really pleased with. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Well, I'm, you've got 5,001 now, because I've just joined and, and had a quick look. <laughs> Excellent. 
I shall, I'll be putting all the different uh, different routes around here on because I noticed that Malvern Hill seems to be a little a little island. There's lots of walks around it, but nobody's put anything on the on the hills just yet. So I, I must make sure I, I map a few of those out. As part of that, I noticed that uh, you also encourage people to uh, to add photographs as well. Well, one of the things that the customer research showed us is that people want a sense of what that walk is, what does it look like, what the view is. We want to inspire people to go outside, and there's nothing better than, that does that than a photo. Now, we're hoping that the level of photos will increase with the number of users. Our target market generally isn't the Facebook generation of youngsters who are going out popping all their you know, partying photos. So we want to encourage people to put in a, you know, some really lovely landscape photos. Um, hopefully we might even work with photography magazines. You never know. But um, we're just seeing how it goes for the moment and um, looking to increase those numbers. Yeah, I mean, with, with the photography uh, as a subject matter, obviously there is a concern, presumably, for from the from the better photographers about the the copyright of their photographs if they were to put them up that were you know very very high quality. Is there any protection for them at all? The um, we would encourage people only to put up photos that they're happy that they own the copyright and in the web web community that they're happy to be used because that that is what it is. Professional. The site isn't aimed at professionals. The site is aimed at the general public going out and enjoying things. In fact, our terms and conditions protect professionals against their copyright being used by other people. And so we, we would encourage people to put up pictures that they're happy for other people to view and share. But we would certainly work with any professionals who wanted to use smaller thumbnails and, uh, you know, and look at how we can motivate people in the landscape to go out and enjoy. Yeah, actually, that was one comment that somebody said to me a, a few days ago, which I'd never really thought about before, but um, on all the OS uh, maps, the series of maps, there's always a wonderful picture on the front cover of the map, and there's usually a name, but there's never actually a map reference, grid reference, to say where it is, particularly if it's a, a gorgeous waterfall or something, which is very strange. Well, I'll pass that on to the product manager of the maps for you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's nice to know I've got a route straight to the top. Excellent. Well done. <laughs> um, now, the, 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 of the 5,000 or so members that you've got, um, have you done any sort of uh, profiling yet of, uh, of the actual users? Have they fitted the, the, the char characteristics that you thought they would do? We haven't done any profiling yet because the site's been live for just under two months. That's something that we'll do after three months. But looking at the customers who have emailed us, to the majority of which saying how much they like the site, it does fit in with our target market of people who are interested in the outdoors, most of them on a general, not too serious level, and who are in the 25 to 55 group age bracket. But it's a general public. Anybody's welcome to come on board. Yeah, I think it's certainly you need to be complimented on it on its simplicity to use because I think that's probably one of the most important things for for the sort of the older generation that are still perhaps skirting around the, the confusion of how how complicated some websites can be that you can go straight to this site, go straight to the explore section, and type in where you are, and it's very very self-explanatory. So congratulations for that. Thank you for that, but we did, we did actually take it out to our customers to play with beforehand to make sure that it was that simple. And I, I, did, I did let my granddad play with it as well just to make sure. He did a good job of not breaking it for me. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned a couple of times then your, your partner sites and, and partners. Uh, can, you, can you elaborate on that a bit, please? Yeah, I mean... Ordnance Survey works closely with a number of organisations who use our data, such as, um, well, one site is A to Z 
Philips, um, Garmin, and in fact, in our map shop, we sell quite a lot of partner products. So one of the things that we're keen to do is use this site to explain and, and inform people on digital mapping because while there are a large group of people who know an awful lot about it, the wider general public have told us in the search that they're not too sure about digital mapping, how safe it is and how it complements paper maps. And our partners who sell digital mapping, we felt that we, need, we wanted something to help them explain this at a first touch so that when people look at our site they can link to our map shop where digital products are sold. And we're looking, working with the beta site for ideas on how we can tie that in more and what more we can do, but mainly for the benefit of our partners as, and um, yeah, explaining digital mapping. Uh, from your own perspective, what's, what's your personal uh, preference? Do you like the digital side of things, a little handheld GPS system, or do you prefer the sort of traditional paper, paper presentation? I believe they go hand in hand together. I, I was walking in Wales last year and um, I had a, a very excellent GPS device, but the weather did cloud in very considerably and we had the paper map with us to back it up. So using both devices, we felt completely comfortable and safe. I love digital devices when you can look at them afterwards and tell you how far you've walked and you can see profiles and it's all very exciting, but you do need the paper map in the back of your rucksack because you never know what's going to happen. Well, certainly from a, from a navigation point of view, I tend to per, prefer the, the paper system myself. If nothing else, that if you're sort of uh, wanting to see where you're going long, long term, that's, you know, off a small little screen, uh, I do find the, the idea to be able to scan this horizon and scan the map virtually in the same um, view to be very useful from, from a navigation point of view. Absolutely, and I think more and more people are seeing the benefits of, of both sides of it. And, and our, my my remit that I'm really keen to do is to help people explain that both of them can work together and the benefits of both and that's one of the reasons behind this site. You, you've obviously done your customer research in great detail here and as you say it's a soft launch now ready for presumably the big launch being during the show which would make sense but where do you actually see this whole um, the, te the technology going with regards to mapping and, and your side of the business? What, what, what do you think the future holds for this over the next two or three years? I think people are going to become more au fait with digital and online mapping. I think paper maps will always always be around and loved and used, but I think people will become more confident about using GPS. I think people are using mapping more in their cars and will feel more comfortable about either taking that device or using a different one and going outside with it. I mean, the great thing about this industry is that one doesn't really know what might be out there in two years. Our partners and ourselves are some of the most innovative bunch around. And we could be downloading points of interest to mobile phones. We could be looking at things online. There's so much opportunity at the moment, um, and that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Really, it's it is fascinating to that you can sit uh, on in front of a terminal anywhere in the in the country and um, un unravel a whole wealth of information, be it mapping, uh, landscape, as well as sort of flora and fauna as, and, and local interest. It's it's interesting how it's all tying together. And I presume these portable uh, handheld GPS systems, come PDAs, will one day can contain a complete uh, a complete encyclopedia. Absolutely, and you know that is that is indeed what can happen. And you know, our site is about you know is about linking that a way we could go forward is on this walk. Did you see any nice fauna, wildlife, and have those pictures to back it up? And 
you know, those sites can be used in other data sets. So it's, it's an exciting world, and this is just, a, you know, the first step into it. So um, do you have any sort of uh, idea of how you're going to do the, the big spectacular launch? What can people look forward to at the, at the outdoor show next year? Short skirts and dancing girls? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was just a thought. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> um, you know, as Ordnance Survey, we, we'll be working with our partners to do to do a launch. We have the press team set up here, and we'll be, we'll be looking to do more things which are complementary in terms of our online marketing and, and viral work. But at the moment, I'm, I'm looking at the results of the beta test. I'm talk, you know, I'll be talking to the partners and we'll be coming up with a plan that's appropriate, but it won't involve short skirts. <laughs> oh, blow. Oh, well, I'll have to take mine back to the cleaners then. Um, what about the, the, the actual link with the, the outdoor show? Ordnance Survey now have been sponsoring it for a few years. It's obviously been of, of benefit to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very important to, for us to be involved with projects that promote people going out to explore the outdoor environment. And the, the outdoor show is, is a great showcase for that. And um, we've been working to helping our partners in board on, onto the show. And in each year, it's been a great success for us. So we're, we're pleased to be involved. Uh, one, one final question would be, uh, do you find that the sort of the online work that you're doing uh, affects the, the retail customers that you have that are obviously already distributing the, the, the maps generally? What we find is the same as many um, channels, internet and retail complement each other. Our retail operation is as strong and successful as ever has ever been since the seven years in which we've been running a, a map shop. We also have increased our map shop to sell partner products. So, you know, in the digital age, it's about complementing each other, not competition. Lovely, Bridget. Well, I mean, I'm fascinated uh, on this new service and certainly would recommend everybody to, to look at it, even on, on, though it's on the, on the beta stage, because it's certainly um, uh, very interesting and, and very worthwhile and also quite curious to see what, what walks other people do in your home area. So I must congratulate you and the team on, on it. It's a, it's a superb presentation. And I look forward to, to perhaps meeting you in the, at the show next year. That'd be great, Bob. I look forward to it as well. And so it would be worthwhile uh, visiting the uh, Ordnance Survey website, as I'm sure you've uh, gathered from that uh, interview, and having a look at uh, what they're doing. It's, it's quite interesting, and uh, it's also quite useful. Quick reference if you're going to head out somewhere at the weekend uh, and see if there's any uh, walks that you can instantly... Um, uh, view and refer to the map until they get their uh, instant downloads. Anyway, uh, let's have a quick look at a couple of magazines that have come out for the December issues. Uh, we're first of all going to have a look at um, Camping Magazine, uh, December issue. Um, just a quick overview of what's available in the in the news agents and, and how inspiring it is. Um, it comes in at uh, 46 pages. Um, so a bit on the thin side compared to some of the juicier ones, particularly Trail, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but definitely more of a magazine for the family camper come Rambler, uh, somebody with those sort of aspirations as opposed to sort of high mountaineering. Uh, get out there, get inspired is the catch line. And it certainly uh, touches on that. And uh, there's quite a few uh, images and uh, articles in here uh, that would inspire you to uh, keep thinking about doing some camping even through the, the cooler months. Um, 
certainly in the magazine, it does touch on a, a few interesting areas. It uh, has a look around the Breckens, uh, has a, a continental tour over in uh, Marrakesh uh, to Morocco, which is uh, interesting. Um, and it does uh, talk about uh, various aspects and review various bits of equipment, uh, the smaller tents, some smaller family tents, um, talking shop with uh, regarding the new uh, Primus Etapower, uh, the jet boil system, uh, and then there's a, a great range of uh, Christmas suggestions, as you would expect this time of year. Um, but they touch on, you know, good quality hiking gear as well as the perhaps more uh, commercial, or should we say industrial, um, heavy-duty uh, family camping equipment. So, uh, you know, neck and neck to each other, you might have the, the jet boil system uh, next to uh, something like the, the camping gas equipment, which is, uh, which is pr pretty fair, really. Uh, but it's a good read. It's a good read. And, and there's nice, uh, a few nice uh, touches in there regarding how to make uh, family camping a little bit more romantic and enjoyable for youngsters as well, which is obviously important to get people out into the, into the wilds and appreciating things as soon as possible uh, and making it uh, enjoyable for them. So although not the thickest magazine on the shelf, certainly one that's uh, a good read uh, and uh, quite enjoyable too if, uh, as I say, you're more inclined to the family camping. Uh, moving over to the Trail magazine, um, I have to say, Trail magazine is a thumping good issue, this issue. Uh, it's 140 six pages um, and it is inspirational I think from cover to cover it would be honest of me to say um, it's definitely touching on the the winter aspects as most uh, uh, obviously outdoor magazines do this time of year but they've got a nice balance a very nice balance between um, things which are aspirational and uh, obviously high mountain and also sort of the fun aspect they've, they've got a good balance there um, to give you some ideas of some of the uh, articles in there there's uh, they do a review of the new MSR reactor stove uh, that we were talking to uh, to Chris about uh, with last uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, the SatMap Active 10, the new uh, GPS system, which uh, I spoke to the guys at Friedrichshafen uh, when that came out, and uh, I think uh, um, Graham Thompson gives it a big thumbs up in here. Uh, and then it's also things like um, getting into trail running and. Um, you know, some of the best socks to use and so on. So it's not all sort of elitist, it really is practical things. But the, the particular section I'm, I've quite enjoyed this month has been the knowledge section. And regular readers will know that in there they incorporate all sorts of snippets of information and, uh, and sections. And this one it's all about um, uh, food to eat, fuel, uh, your, your general fitness, how to maintain fitness for backpacking next year, even right through winter, uh, looking at gear, skills and so on. And then they've gone into... Uh, their adventures, uh, they've got uh, trips there in the, in the Lake District. And one particular article which is uh, very interesting to read is uh, Discover How Mounting Leading, Mounting, Mounting, I'll say it right in a minute, Mountain Leader Training Can Transform Your Walking. Uh, and there's a good article there on, on uh, becoming a mountain leader and what it involves. Um, and, and so it goes on really. I mean, there's the, they do their, um, their challenge, uh, taking somebody for out for 24 hours, uh, down to the lakes or up to the lakes rather for a, a bivy camp, which, uh, looks enjoyable. Um, and it, as I say, it touches on all aspects, but certainly the, um, uh, winter aspect, uh, when there's plenty of, uh, equipment associated with that, um, they've got sections on that, which is ice axes, crampons, um, you can get some free gloves if you subscribe to Trail Magazine and various equipment that's lasted them well. On the route sections, they come down a bit lower than TGO, um, certainly there's plenty there in Scotland, uh, Snowdonia, the Peak District, but they also get down to Brecon Beacons, uh, the good old Sugarloaf, which is nice to see them getting down to this area. Um, so as I say, uh, it's, 
it's a hefty tome, uh, but one um, one worth reading. And there's lots of uh, inspirational pictures as well as uh, articles in there to perhaps make you think it's worthwhile getting out during the the cooler months. So definitely a good read on that one, uh, and, and certainly thicker than the the camping magazine, as I say. But two different sort of market plates places they um, they look at. Anyway, uh, that's a quick review of the magazines, give you an idea what's on the shelves. Now, talking about inspirational things and good ideas, um, the guys over at Alpkit are running uh, a competition, CoLab. Uh, now, I think it's short for collaboration, but basically they're wanting to take, um, you know, if you've got any good ideas, chuck them all in the pot and see what the people in the outdoors world think of it. It's a sort of... Um, uh, ideas idle, I think, probably be the best thing. But it, uh, it sounds quite interesting and, and they're seeking, um, as many participants as possible to join them. But I think it probably best if, uh, Nick explains it in more detail. So, um, here's Nick at Alpkit and, um, well, he can tell us all about it. The, the competition Collab 08, uh, was really to have a kind of competition where no one felt intimidated to entering it and you could just enter any idea that you've come up with a pub. So I think all of us that have kind of go, go out into the outdoors, we have these sort of little bright ideas when we're walking along, oh, wouldn't it be great to have um, a different tread pattern on my, uh, you know, on my um, footwear, or wouldn't it be great to have an LED head torch that did this? Or we, can't, we always kind of like little ideas, but very often there's, there's actually no way of, of bringing that out and, and showing people what these ideas are. And certainly when, you know, we work in kind of outdoor companies as sort of designers and stuff like that, very often these kind of little little nuggets, you think, oh, that's a fantastic idea. And this is really a way of, of everybody being able to sort of show those ideas and have the opportunity to, to actually show them in front of, you know, potentially 35,000 people at the outdoor show at the NEC. Yeah, so so the the final thing is being shown at the NEC. Uh, so it's a sh it's a showcase of ideas as opposed to a, a competition to win something to go into manufacture. Is that right? Yes, I mean we we we're, we're offering a, a sort of you know small prize and some sort of outkit goodies, um, but it's more about showcasing the product and and for someone to have the opportunity to show it in front of many people. What we will do is. If there's, there are products that come up that really actually people would be interested to see that come onto the market, we're more than happy to help that process in any way that we can. And that might involve us having a conversation with a potential winner of saying, yeah, we, we're interested in doing that. And, you know, whatever format that takes, we're more than happy to kind of you know, have a discussion. Equally, we'd be more than happy that if someone came up with an idea that isn't sort of suitable for us, for instance, say someone invents a great way of, of reducing blisters or a, a magic insole, it'd be great then to kind of go to Compede or Shoal and some, someone like that and say, look, you know, these, this guy's invented this, um, this product and, you know, would you be interested? And we can, just with the, the fact that it's entered a national competition and being at the NEC and the public have liked that idea, that might give that idea a little bit more kudos than s someone having that idea and perhaps randomly sending a company like that an email, which I'm sure they get you know, lots of the sort of uh, information like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose the the one thing that must cross most people's minds would be uh, the protection of their their, their idea. Uh, and I see that the ideas that you've already got on the, the alpkit.com website uh, yeah. obviously are on public display. What sort of protection do people have if they've got an idea which actually, you know, they think that does have some commercial merit, that they, they have ownership of it? Yeah, I, I think that was a concern for lots of people. And, and when we've done the sort of live uh, web chats on the various sort of forums, 
it's something you know a lot of people have been kind of quite vocal about that. Hopefully, we've made it made it clear on the website that when something is published and put you know into the public domain, you lose a lot of the rights available to you in order to protect that design. So my advice would be if there's anyone interested with an absolute sort of killer idea that this may not be the right competition for you and you might be able you you might be better to actually go down the sort of uh, protection routes of, of patent and design registration in order to protect that design for the future um, there would there would be the opportunity you know in the following years to actually enter the competition um, with that in place but at least you'd know that that idea um, if it's sort of commercially viable is actually protected We've, we've, we've taken the view that this competition is more about getting ideas out that perhaps someone um, isn't likely ever to bring it out and, and to sort of uh, spend their whole life sort of trying to make it their sort of life's work. It's very much the kind of, um, you know, sort of in, in the pub you've got this idea and uh, let, let's see whether I can, I can take it or not. And, and certainly a lot of the people have entered, I think, have, have understood that. You know, there's, I think there's a distinction between very kind of, commercial and sort of passable ideas like the sort of you know Dyson vacuum cleaner where a great deal of thought went into the the sort of eureka moment and it's like oh, I could do this and I can do that um, I think people will know whether they've got one of those ideas if there's an idea that someone's got which is is is, is kind of quirky and perhaps isn't the most sort of sort of commercial idea but equally people will look at it and go oh, that's, that's sort of fantastic I think there's an opportunity there to enter our competition. Um, we've looked at um, the, what happens perhaps on the American market where you've got a lot of websites and stuff with the kind of Coke can stoves. And that's really kind of the spirit where we thought we'd like to see these sort of products where someone's kind of got these ideas. They're, they're actually already made. They're in, in use even. But you, you very rarely kind of get to see them um, in, in any kind of format. And the internet's been great with that. We, you know, we've had this opportunity to have this sort of glimpse into people's ideas. But this is a way of really kind of bringing that into the kind of public domain and actually being able to, you know, touch and feel those ideas if possible. Okay, so so to interpret that, then would, would I be correct in saying um, you you you're going to be taking a, a good idea, not necessarily at the biggest, most commercial idea, because those things have got se a separate sort of um, schedule, but a, a good idea and actually giving it a bigger audience, and hopefully part of that audience will be the trade who will look at it and go, actually, yes, it's about time we actually lost some weight on so and so or created a, be a better version of such and such. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think where where we've thought the competition would be would be healthy for the industry is that there are a lot of of problems that with with outdoor equipment. You know, we've all had you know, buckles that don't work, or a particular way that something fastens up, or um, a rucksack design where it's got a lid pattern. But they're they're kind of just general ideas where um, someone has has sort of. Um, is looking at these ideas and kind of seeing the problems that perhaps we don't necessarily necessarily see. Um, and I think it would be good for the industry to kind of look at a lot of um, the equipment and perhaps and, and look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I can I can see where someone's coming from. And um, 
you know, almost a sort of little, little bit of a pointer, really, of where potential problems are in, in current equipment design and things like that. Yeah, yeah I suppose it, it's got to be true that a lot of people who, who, who design original equipment uh, probably never really realise just how it is possibly used and then some of the improvements that could be made based on the use, which wasn't how they, they, they initially envisaged it being um, operated or, or used. I think I think that, that that's it. I think um, more and more equipment is being used in entirely different ways, in entirely mm. different sports and circumstances. You know, more and more people are doing many different activities where the same product is, is being used, not necessarily for that sort of single activity that perhaps the designer intended. And I think that's yeah, that that would be nice to see. Yeah, you know, I'd also like to see. Um, you know, entrance from the sort of you know the canoe market or even the diving market in with it with it being the outdoor show, um, and there may be crosses, crossovers of design that already occurs in one industry that perhaps hasn't sort of leapt over where you know you've got a diver that's maybe got some unique way of timing something, and all of a sudden you know the biker takes that up and go oh okay yeah I could use that idea that's you know that's kind of that 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 would work for me really so I'd really like to just to see ideas. Sort of, you know, popping up that other people could perhaps take. take. I mean, in, in my mind's eye, I've got, you know, sort of, perhaps someone's got this amazing little system for um, navigation, which, you know, sort of little a way of, of making a little micro map in your head, or sort of. Um, I mean, I, I, I use the example of um, actually being able to hypnotise people and um, give them a sense of direction. That would equally be a fantastic innovation, and you know, it's real kind of quirky things. It would be nice to see. Well, okay. Well, it sounds like great fun. As I mean, it's obviously meant and and intended to be in the best possible spirit for the benefits of, of outdoor life generally. And I, yeah. I I celebrate the fact that, as you say, you, you're trying to incorporate the the different elements, be it bushcraft, um, kayaking, divers, and and hikers, or whatever. Um, yeah. So so lead, talk me through the actual um, system. Then do I just send a bit of, sort of a drawing on the back of a fag packet to you, or is there a bit more to it than that? Um, it, it, hopefully, it's quite simple. Um, I mean. Most people have, have access to the internet, and obviously people that are listening to this, this podcast would hopefully have everything that they need to, to do an entry. Um, at this point, um, you could just enter a text-based entry. You can go onto the, um, to the website, um, outkit.com forward slash collab-08, and you can basically enter um, some text, some sort of information, your name, etc., and... It could be as simple as that, and you, you'll get judged on the idea. You won't get judged in the, in, you know, the format that that idea is put in. To give that idea a bit more beef, you can then choose to actually um, add some images to that, and even you could record something on video and post that up on YouTube and, set, and put the link into it. So you've, you've got sort of different ways of, of, of adding to that. Having said that, we know we understand that a lot of people still aren't able to... Um, you know, post those up onto, onto the websites. So we're more than happy that if someone basically sends us a letter with some drawings and some text, we'll put that onto the onto the internet and, and you know, kind of get that going. Um, that format then, basically, of, of all the entries that, that take place, will then be shortlisted to 18 people. Um, that 18 people will then be given a few months to basically refine that idea so rather than it just being a very sort of closed competition where you put you enter and then all of a sudden you know you've won or or, or not, the idea is to 
give the, the, the sort of the, the last 18 the opportunity to actually refine their idea and actually accept some improvements, uh, you know, through the, um, through the blog system on the website. So their, their idea will be posted up um, and hopefully we'll, we'll kind of get some more drawings perhaps of the, of the actual item and stuff. And then the opportunity there is there to actually invite people to post some comments on that idea. That, that, um, that, that final 18 will then get um, reduced down to nine people. And then again, they'll, they'll have that opportunity to sort of talk to the people on the website and actually, again, sort of refine their idea. With the, with the last nine, we'll, we will basically do everything that we can to support them with a view of getting a final prototype at the NEC. This is where it becomes quite difficult for us because if we've got the opportunity of, of you know, someone there with a you know, carbon fiber head torch and then someone there with a, a, you know, a fantastic new design for a tarp, the new tarp will probably be much easier to make and we, you know, we could certainly supply materials or sort of do our best to, to help as much as we can. But there may be some ideas that are just slightly more difficult, but hopefully we'll get a balance and hopefully we'll be able to do our best to sort of support their idea as much as possible. So, so you're taking everything right through to, to mock-up stage and then presenting it on... Now, are you having it on your stand or is there a separate stand for these at the outdoor we've, show? We've, we've got a separate stand at the outdoor show. Um, we've got... I think we've roughly got about 10 square metres, so quite a large area to, to have a show. Everybody, the, the, the final nine, will actually have a sort of small booth, you know, um, that they can sort of show their products, put some design posters up, um, and it's really then their job to actually um, promote that to the general public. The actual final vote will be done by the visitors of the outdoor show, and you know whoever has the you know the great opportunity to be there and um, and sort of promote their idea. That I really hope they take the spirit of it and, and get people engaged onto the stand, talk about their product, and obviously show what sort of uh, what innovators they are. So the, the, the shortlisting that's taking place then from the initial entries that, that get down to the final nine, is that, is that being done in-house? No, we've got a judging panel for that. Um, we've still got a few people to si sort of sign up and say they can definitely do it. Um, obviously, you can imagine that you get a lot of people that have sort of very busy lives and it's difficult to kind of tie them down. Um, so far, we've got um, Andy Kirkpatrick and Mark Taylor from Leeds University, Dr. Mark Taylor, I should say. Um, we're hoping to get um, Graham Thompson to agree to kind of spend some time and, on the judging panel. Um, and then I'm hoping that we can get someone perhaps from one of the other brands that are perhaps at the outdoor show or another retailer who can spend the time and, and sort of uh, have a look at the ideas just to kind of give it a different perspective, really. So it's, so it's almost like ideas idle then. So you're, you're, the judges are breaking them down to the final nine and then it's the, the members of the public that actually have the final vote. Yes, exactly. I think that, that's, that's perhaps the best sort of analogy to make, really. I mean, we, you know, we've, we're all guilty of watching it um, and the format seems to work. You know, you've kind of got a judging panel that can really kind of make some very sort of informed decisions. They're very experienced people who are able to uh, sort of look at products and see the both potential and drawbacks of, of, of various sort of uh, products that come onto the market and they're able to shortlist it. But at the end of the day, it's the general consumer that kind of buys these products, that uses these products. So we thought it best really to kind of give them the opportunity to have the final say. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I mean, I've had a quick look on the website and you've got probably, what, about a dozen or so entries at the moment? Yes. I mean, we, we're, 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 we don't know whether to be um, sort of concerned that... Um, 
Uh, are we only going to have 12? I'd, I'd like to think, oh, well, I, I know that there's, there's a lot of people beavering away at the moment. Uh, we had the odd phone call um, about it where, you know, what if I do this? What, what if I do that? Um, and I'd like to think we'll start, over the next few weeks, we'll start to get to a lot more entries that come up onto the website. I think people are kind of keeping their... Uh, Sort of designs close to their chest at the moment. So, so really, what people could do is actually make a very, very loose entry at the moment with a, with an idea and with with the knowledge that they could they've got time to work on it to refine it uh, if they get down to the next stage. So they don't have to sort of do all the work up front this this end, do they? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's really why we we did the format as it was because I think a lot of people are kind of scared by these competitions where you know, you almost have to think about oh, I'm going to spend hours making a prototype and drawings and all this sort of stuff whereas it's, at the moment we're, we're really after those ideas we want those ideas you know we want people to see these I fantastic ideas and then you know if they get shortlisted they can then decide you know to really kind of put a little bit of effort into it and we you know we'll put as much effort as we can to help them uh, and hopefully have some sort of great ideas to show people at the NEC. Well, it sounds, like, it sounds like a great idea, and it's certainly one I'd love to, to come and see you at the show and, and great, hopefully yeah. inter interview the, the nine finalists Absolutely. or the, the actual f final winner, as it were. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yes, encourage people to, to contact you via outkit.com, uh, I guess. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the email address, just info at outkit.com. Um, you can find the contact details on the website if they want to give us a call, send us the um, entry via post, and you know, we'll, we'll do everything we can to help them out. Fantastic. And if they've obviously got any questions or whatever, they can they can contact you and talk it through. Absolutely, yeah. No problem at all. If you've got any news or events you'd like us to cover on the podzine, then contact us at The Outdoor Station. The address is info at theoutdoorsstation.co.uk. Bringing you more about the outdoors world. Call our voicemail service now. 020 Well, it's uh, about time now we get on to the uh, competition section. Uh, we won't have time for a diary this week. We're running late on time, so we're, we'll get into the competitions. Um, now, last week you'll remember that uh, Buff in the UK... Uh, I actually got a couple of things confused last week. I, was, uh, I do apologise, and I must apologise. Um, Buff in the UK are distributors of the hides. Uh, the hide is not a Buff product, uh, so I wanted to make that clear, and hence the reason that when you went to the Buff's website to find the answer to the question... We which was, what are hides made from? Um, the answer wasn't there. But the few people, the few, quite a few people actually entered with a little bit of research. It didn't take too much to, uh, to work that one out and just dial it into the old Google. Uh, and the answer to the question was, well, they're made from DuPont, DuPont material. That was the answer I was looking forward, uh, looking for. And I'm now going to get the old uh, computer to, um, just the old thing I dragged out of the, uh, the box, to uh, just enter the last couple of details. And, um... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Ah, here we go, and here's the uh, the answers straight off the machine. And the five winners are, in no particular order, we have John Turner from Dunfermline and Fife, uh, Kimberly Smith from West Yorkshire, Mike Instance from Barrow and Furness, uh, Fred Campbell 
Um, I don't know where you are, Fred, so let me know where you are, because you've won a prize. I need to send it to you. And Paul Furness as well, and also he hasn't uh, given me his uh, address details, but he has got the correct answer. So those are the five people straight off the machine, out of the digital hat, as it were. Um, so congratulations to you guys. You've all won a pair of uh, Buff uh, Hides. Sorry, Hides distributed by Buff. And you've won a uh, Classic Hide and a H2 Hide, and that's about £20 for the pair of those. So that'll go out to you as soon as I've got all the details, so make sure you let me know. Right, now moving on to this week's competition. Uh, well, the um, wonderful, lovely people, lovely, lovely people over at Alpkit um, have donated a um, Pipe Dream 400 down sleeping bag. Uh, yes, £105 worth of sleeping bag, weighing in at a mere... 840 grams, uh, less than that if you uh, exclude some of the uh, the extra casing, uh, with a comfort rating of minus three, and they're just waiting for those details to be confirmed by Leeds University, with uh, filled to the brim with 750 plus fill power 95.5 goose down. And I've got uh, another one of the pipe dreams as it happens, uh, and I spent many a pleasant evening in a very cold temperatures in that. So um, it's a thoroughly good bag, uh, one well worth winning, and I would like your entries, please, to the competition. And the competition question is, uh, what is a funky dabber? Yes, you heard me. What is a funky dabber? The answer can be found over on Alpkit's website, as alpkit.com. Of course, while you're there, you must, I insist, enter some Wizzo idea into their collab competition. Uh, and um, once you find out what that is, then email your answer to the website address, which is alpkit-competition at theoutdoorstation.co.uk. That's alpkit-competition at theoutdoorstation.co.uk and you will be entered into the digital hat. You have uh, four days in which to get that entry to me, so uh, by close of play of uh, Thursday afternoon this week um, the uh, entries will close uh, and we're getting more and more each week as you might imagine and with a fantastic prize like that and thanks very much indeed to Alpkit for donating that prize. Uh, with a fantastic prize like that I would expect um, to have many, many entries. Anyway, well that pretty well wraps up this week. Uh, thanks very much for joining me once again. Uh, I'm just getting it down to the 45 minutes lark and um, we will see you again same time next week. Thanks now and bye. This independent programme has been brought to you by The Outdoor Station. The exciting new way to see and hear free information about the outdoors world. If you're a blogger or if you have a website, you can now incorporate any of these podcasts directly to your site, completely free. Visit our website, theoutdoorstation.co.uk, for more information.